Man. All right, let's go. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Skates to Throats. Oh, that sucked. Hey, everybody. <laughs> welcome to... Oh, that sucked, too. All right, here we go. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Skates... Oh, fuck. I want to say versus Throats every time, and it's not that. All right. Hey, everybody, welcome to Skates to Throats. This is your host, Chris Patton. This is a Geek Vibes podcast. And what we're going to talk about today is hockey. I know, it's a little outside of uh, the norm. We got the, we got the wrestling podcast, we got the NBA podcast, we got all of the different things you guys are listening to and love. But uh, we're going to dial it back a little bit and talk about the greatest sport of all time, according to me. Um, if if we're being honest, uh, hockey is a brutal sport with myths and legends like the Brett Hulls and the Gordy Howells and the Vienzas of the world. So that's what we're going to do. And uh, let me introduce you to my co-host. Everyone give a little introduction about yourself. Uh, we got Dakota LeChuck over here and Sean McIntyre. Dakota, you go first and then pass it over to Sean. All right. Yeah, I am Dakota LeShock, uh, 26 years old, grew up playing hockey, diehard Philadelphia Flyers fan, the greatest team in the NHL. Um, looking forward to uh, a good season coming up. Some real good stuff looking to happen. Now, when you say greatest team in the NHL, <laughs> do you mean absolute garbage, fire, trash? Very subjective. Uh, yeah, okay. All right. Yes. Yes, it is a very Philadelphia sports team and we care for them as such. All right. <laughs> a city of underdogs. That is what we are. You guys are a city of underdogs. Everyone forgets that Jersey exists. All right, Sean, go oh, ahead. The city smells like garbage, so Sean, go ahead and continue forward. So, so on guys, I'm Sean McIntyre. I'm going to try to be the Switzerland of the podcast where I can uh, vibe with Dakota on being a player and then vibe with Chris on being a Devils fan as well. (laughs) Um, Hopefully keep our skates away from each other's throats. (laughs) Well, that's, I mean, that's the entire idea. We all, we're going to get into top five enforcers, (laughs) top five favorite, even hall of famers or classic players and top five, um, players currently playing and and we're going to see a little bit of team aspects there where it's not necessarily our team though mine is pretty heavily loaded my teams (laughs) (laughs) but we're going to get out of the box a little bit and and this show is not about just devils versus flyers i just want to put that as a preface this is the very first show pilot so we apologize for any weirdness we have or disruptions or anything crazy that might happen um but we're going to try to give you guys a good podcast so the the aim of this show just an introduction to anyone that might be listening is we're going to talk about the news and once the season gets started we're going to talk about i don't know the actual fucking games that are happening and from there (laughs) crazy right um but from there what we're going to do is we're just going to like you know um, we're going to do a rivalry each week up until the season start. We're going to um, review each of the divisions. Obviously, we're starting with the Metro being uh, Philly slash Devils fans. And uh, we, we both love to shit on the Rangers, so we have that in common. So that's cool. Very much. Uh, <laughs> so uh, that that's gonna common be ground. <laughs> common grounds. So that's basically going to be the show today. And um, just a little introduction about myself. 
Uh, I'm Chris Patton. I've lived in Georgia my entire life. I am 30 years old, 31, August 26th. Um, not a hockey fan originally. I became a hockey fan when the Thrashers came, and what really hooked me was one man, one legend, who will come up on my list later, uh, Ilya Kovalchuk. And then I ended up working in New Jersey and followed Kovalchuk kind of indirectly and became a Devils fan. So diehard Thrashers fan, and then they disappeared, so then I became a Devils fan. And, like, who the fuck can't like Martin Berger? Let's be honest. He's the, he's the greatest of all time. <laughs> Definitely so, uh, a goat. I can't even debate it. It's, it's, well, it's funny, though, is when you, when you say, when you mention, uh, like, Ilya Kovalchuk as someone who, I guess, was a lifelong Devils fan, and I, I, I just... <laughs> hey, but to be fair... 2012, man. We went to the cup, and we're going to talk about that a little bit later as well, yeah. because uh, <laughs> for our dear co-host <laughs> Dakota, it did not <laughs> turn out so well for his team in that specific series. But no, it did not. <laughs> <laughs> it turns out Martin Brodeur wasn't as old as he looked <laughs> during that series. So, all right, so uh, let's start this off with a little bit of news, guys. Um, Kevin Shattenkirk buyout. Uh, First and foremost, I'll, I'll give my opinion. You guys just bounce off. I'll, I'll go to D- Dakota first, and Sean, you next, um, or vice versa, whatever you guys want to do. But uh, let me let me start with this. So Kevin Shattenkirk, since he's been with the Rangers, has had one good year, one good year, and he's been injured ever since. Um, obviously, the prime of his career was with Tampa, so it makes sense with Tampa re-signing him. The contract is. $1,750,000 or $1,750,000 for one year. Easy contract. Obviously, Tampa was really good last year. They made a, I mean, they could have made a run to the cup. I don't know what happened to them. They just kind of like, I guess the Viagra wore out and they just petered out like in the playoffs because <laughs> they got smoked. Like, if we're being honest, they did get smoked. They got donated like, by as- Columbus. no one saw that coming no No one saw that coming at all poor Stamkos is at home right now crying into a cauldron (laughs) (laughs) Um, but yeah like how do you guys feel about Kevin Shattenkirk buyout I think it's good for the Rangers he's not the player would have bought out because it wasn't that much money on their cup or their cap but it does make sense to get rid of a veteran that you don't think there's a use for and it's to me it's good for Shattenkirk because he's going back to Tampa. He's got a built-in fan base there. They're going to be a good team. It's impossible to be a bad defenseman if you got fucking Victor Hedman holding it down, to be honest. So <laughs> yeah, I uh, kind of want to know you guys' thoughts on the contract, the buyout, and uh, maybe just some general thoughts on the, uh, the Rangers, and we'll get into the whole uh, division a little bit later on. Well, yeah, and I look at Kevin Shattenkirk's career like I look at his hairline. It started off pretty great, and ever since, it's just slowly <laughs> gone downhill. <laughs> I mean, put it to you like this. The guy's he's, – he's not above 100 goals in his entire career, which, I mean, that's – you know, he's, he's a middling defenseman, honestly. He's, he does what he does good, and that's defense. And uh, I wouldn't say Tampa Bay exactly needed help on defense, but like you said, it's it's good to pick up a veteran, especially if it's just a one-year contract. If it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. But, uh, you know, it could work. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I, I'll say now, jumping on, uh, yeah, like, uh, 
Uh, I, I mean, I guess I feel bad for him a little bit. Like he's always been troubled with the, you know, now he's got the injuries and I know he went to New York because that's the team he always wanted to play for. He even took a significant pay cut because there was a lot of teams willing to pay a lot more for him. Um, but he wanted to go there and, you know, unfortunately sometimes, you know, it just doesn't work out, but you know, he's back to Tampa. And like you said, Chris, same thing. Can't, you can't exactly be bad. You know, when you got Victor Hedman holding the town, you, 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 they got a great core there. <laughs> yeah, like, if you look at that lineup and you're like, even if he's a third defenseman, he's Kevin Shattenkirk on the third line. Like, that's a pretty fucking good defense. <laughs> like, like that exactly. was a smart yeah. signing by them. Like, a smart signing, right? Um, all around smart signing by them, because they're not paying, like, New York is eating this. On, on their cap. I mean, it's a buyout, so they're technically not eating uh, the cap hit, but they're buy- they're giving $6 million, and he gets to go to play for a team that's obviously going to be in the playoffs next year. Like, I, like there's no way Tampa's not going to be in the playoffs next year. That's just and, true. I mean, unless it's an absolute garbage season, which I honestly, I can't see it happening. Yeah, I'd say definitely, like, it's and it's a hundred percent like you know I think it's him going back to Tampa is going to be really good for him. Maybe it could help him get into that mindset, get back after injury. And it's a one hundred percent approve me deal. You know, like one one year. What you say you said it was one point seven five. Yeah, one point seven five, which yeah, is like for a de- for a defenseman, that's like way low. Honestly, the Devils just signed Will Butcher for, which we're going to talk about signings later. But I think it was like three point five for three years or something. Um, and Kevin Shattenkirk, when he's healthy, is. I mean, he's a good player. Like yeah. you can get like a third on that team. He is probably maybe if he's healthy, a second line defenseman, but he's really going to be on that third line and just probably hold Easily. it down on second, second penalty kill. Like for him, this is just more like I have fans in Tampa. They like who I am. This is going to be, for me, this is a good move for Shattenkirk and like, as always, fuck the Rangers. Yeah, and I think it'll work. There's no bad blood there. You know, he left in free agency. It's not like they traded him or anything, you know. So I think, it, you know, him coming back to Tampa could be really nice for him. Well, speaking of bla- bad blood, he did have bad blood uh, towards them specifically because they bought him out. He was like, he he obviously felt very upset. He had a tweet. He, he even tweeted about it. He was like, I can't remember the exact terms, but he basically said it was bullshit. They bought him out and he was frustrated with where he is uh, in his career. And he has a chip on his shoulder and maybe Shattenkirk with a chip on his shoulder on, you know, an already really good defensive line with a great goaltender. That's kind of scary. If you're, you know, if you're like a, you know, a, uh, a, a Toronto fan or a Canadiens fan, you got to run into this guy in the playoffs. Um, yeah, I, I, it's it's interesting for sure. Very very interesting. Um, I mean, let's let's go ahead and as much as I hate Toronto and I hate talking about Toronto, <laughs> I fucking hate Mike Babcock so much. I'm not gonna be biased about this at all. <laughs> but uh, let's go ahead and talk about Mitch Marner. So he's holding out and he's been offered $10 million. And let, let me just put that in perspective a little bit. Uh, if you remember, uh, Jonathan Tays and Patrick Kane's contracts came up uh, a few, like I, it was like, I guess four years ago, right? They both took less money to sign together. And those were both $10 million contracts. 
Ten million dollar contracts, right? Mitch Marner has been offered the same thing from Toronto, from what I've heard and what I've seen in different news outlets, uh, obviously hockey news and uh, in general. Let's say that that contract is six years, ten million dollars a year plus bonuses, whatever. He's still holding out. So, do you guys think this ends up being an island situation, like where he's going to hold out until December? Because that was really bad for them last year. Yeah, and... it was. That's I, um, it's. I definitely think he's uh, he's taking a page out of uh, William Nylander's book. Uh, it's, I'm anxious to see if it works out for him. I honestly think the guy just hates playing for Mike Babcock. And if he's going to stay there and suffer under him, he's going to want more money. Imagine, imagine hating playing in the league when you score more than 25 goals. Exactly. Right. That's not, that, that's, that's hating the team you play for. I it's, think that's what makes you want it. Like, <laughs> the, the kid's like, what is he like? Isn't he like 21, 22? Hold on. I'll pull it up. Go ahead. Or like, and he's a, like, He's still, I know he's a young kid. Yeah, like, he's 22 he's, years old. Yeah, yeah, like, are you not happy with 10 mil per? Like, you know, it's got, yeah, it's got to be something else. It can't be the money. I think it's just walking into that locker room and seeing Mike Babcock's hairy ass face. Like, <laughs> that, that would give me nightmares, just knowing I have to face that guy every day in practices and games. Or just knowing that you're always going to live in the in, in a shadow, right? Oh like, yeah. Well, Austin, Austin Matthews and Connor McDavid are one and two right now in the league. Yeah. Um. Hopefully Jack Hughes smokes all of them. <laughs> 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 but uh, that's a Devils fan thing. I don't think that's necessarily going to happen because Connor McDavid is a generational talent. He is the Crosby Gretzky of his generation. The guy's fucking ridiculous. Austin Matthews is a goal scorer. I, I would equate him more to like a, an Ovechkin. Um, but fucking, and he's American. So yeah. We got that going for yeah, us. Yeah, uh, We got, we got that going for us. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, no, just, just all around. Um, it is a little bit of a weird scenario because what you run into here is, uh, what the NHL or NFL runs into, which happened last year with Le'Veon Bell, Le'Veon Bell by far, Probably him and Ezekiel uh, Ezekiel Elliott were the top one and two running backs uh, in the league, and he held out an entire year towards free agency. So my assumption on this is what's going to happen is it's going to end up being a bridge deal, and Toronto is going to be in the same shit show that they're in right now, two years from now. Um, and honestly, I don't think Toronto is that viable as a as a cup contender. Honestly, I just I, I think their defense is kind of weak. And I know a lot of people are going to get mad at me about that, but um, I mean, when you put them up against the Blues or like the Predators and those guys, like uh, I just don't, I don't see it. Um, but yeah, like, what are, what are you guys' thoughts on that? Like, more just like, do you think he could? I mean, if if I was him and I could hold out for twenty million or whatever, why wouldn't you? And and uh, do you think that like the collective bargaining agreement and what the owners are going to pitch to each other after this season. What do you think that's going to be like? Because right now offer sheets are just, they're useless. They don't oh, yeah. actually mean anything. They're fucking pointless. If we're being honest, like they're fun to talk about, but no one is going to offer sheet anyone. So, um, and if they do, someone's going to match it. So what are you guys' thoughts on that? I think Mitch Marner is a player who knows that he's worth something. Uh, 
he plays alongside Austin Matthews. They're a great team together. But honestly, I think if he were to go to a team like, uh, uh, hell, just uh, an example, Ottawa, if he went to Ottawa, I think having that having a central piece right there for everyone else to work around would start to to do things. And he, he just can't do that in Toronto. Uh, it's it's a team that has the skills to get to the playoffs, but doesn't have the skills to compete in the playoffs, if that makes sense. Like, they can get there. They just can't finish the race. <laughs> and I think a lot of Toronto fans are getting tired of that, too. I mean, isn't that the story of most of Toronto's career since, like, uh, exactly. After the seventies, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like even actually, actually previously. Um, so I think he'll, I think he'll hold out, and if he doesn't get what he wants, he's he's going to go somewhere where someone's going to give him what he wants. Sean, how do you feel about Marner hold out, and how do you think that that could possibly affect, um, you know, Toronto thinking about the Nylander stuff that drug on until December last year, basically. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's it's kind of like, yeah, like I said, it's got to be something other than the money. And to part partially, I just feel like you know he's gonna, if he wants to hold out, I mean, he's an RFA, right? So it's really, they're just gonna have to pay the man, or well, he's an RFA, so there is a penalty on him holding out during the season. Yeah. But I mean, if you're an agent of someone like you know Mariner, you're just gonna get that on the back end. And and for Toronto, this is just a bad look in general. You have two seasons of star players going in um, and possibly holding out until at least day one of the season, like through training camp, through your your preseason. Like, it's just not a good look. And I'm so mm-hmm. glad that Ray Shiro doesn't have these problems as a Devils fan. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but yeah, well that's I mean, yeah, that's what I mean. It's gotta be management, right? Like there's gotta exactly. be something where they're just like, yeah, I want I, I want to be paid more than like because like ten you know, ten million for Mitch Marner. And I mean granted he's a great player, but like you said, even just bringing up like K uh you know, I almost said caves, put them together. Kane and Taves and they're you know you're just like you're turning this down. All right, like something, something's like fishy there, and it has to be something in the the upper echelon of the organization. You yeah. got to think too. It's 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 got to be hard in a city like Toronto to get so close to the play, get into the playoffs and stuff, and not finish. That pressure's got to be insane there, and that might also be a thing. You just you, some people can't handle the pressure like that. Mm-hmm. Or may or maybe he just looks around and sees that Toronto's not gonna win a cup with what they have, which yeah. is <laughs> very like a possibility. Like Mitch Barter and Austin Matthews, great tandem. I just don't look at Toronto and John and I don't I don't think that they're a cup threat. I really don't. When I look at the, the, the whole aspect of the league, I think they're a playoff team. I'm not saying they're like the the worst team in the league or anything. I mean they they're gonna take a hard dive if they can't get Mariner back before December, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. uh, I I just don't. I, I, there's something about them that's not just clicking for me. I, I don't know if it's goaltending or de- uh, well, obviously defense. Um, I think they're a little weak on, but yeah, I just don't uh, get this deal done. If you're if you're Toronto, you got to get this deal done and move cap money the uh, as much as you can. I, I think they made a good move by uh, getting David Clarkson and then just buying that contract out, freeing up cap space. Uh, but you're just moving. 
Yeah, they're just moving money around. Like they, you gotta get this done before the season. Like Mariner has to be Marner has to be on your team. Like day one, you can't wait thirty games into the season <laughs> to get this done. No, you like, can't. It's it's not like an Islander situation. That won't work. <laughs> like if he's not on their team at the start of the season, they could lose their first fifteen games easily. Easily. I mean, he he is a huge contributor, and it's 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 very. It's it's I can't I know it's happened in hockey before, um, but you could see a situation where he just holds out an entire year, right? Like there's nothing that's stopping him from doing that. He's still going to get paid. Exactly. Some mm-hmm. team will pay for him. They see what he does. So uh, it's as a Jets fan, it kind of relates back to, like I said, with Le'Veon Bell a little bit, where I don't think that's going to happen. I think Toronto will get the deal done before the start of the season. I'll go ahead and put that out there. But it's just, why are you doing this again? Like, (laughs) why is Toronto doing this again and putting themselves in these situations? Like, get it done, make your fans happy, and you've got Austin Matthews and... and (laughs) Mariner, like that's pretty good. That's pretty good. You know, I felt bad for them too last season. They were all hype when they got John Tavares too. They're like, oh, he's coming in. It's over. Like we're gonna win the cup, and then you know, oh, we saw we didn't win the cup. <laughs> we all saw what happened. So, I mean, that's the weird thing with me about like since I've been watching hockey, Toronto has been very forward heavy. Am I incorrect on this since like the 2000s till now? No, so no they, they've always been forward heavy. They, their defense has always lacked. So as a Devils fan, I'm like, I don't know, maybe you get some defensemen and like some good two-way players. Like, I don't, I mean, I get what they're doing and the Devils are changing it up, but they're building more of like a, you know, like a Pittsburgh Penguins speed uh, attack thing with some decent defense on the back end at least one lockdown guy, but I, I don't, I never understand what Toronto is doing. And granted, they're the biggest team in hockey, obviously. Um, but I hate talking about them because I think, I think that they're not <laughs> ever going to do anything. <laughs> There's other teams that don't get any coverage that I think are better than Toronto. <laughs> I think the only decent uh, defenseman Toronto has that's consistent is Morgan Riley. They, they really need to rebuild that defense around him because the kid's a stud player. I mean, either that or Austin Matthews has to go full Wayne Gretzky and score 102 goals. Yeah. Some shit. yeah. Right? No pressure. No pressure. <laughs> no pressure. But, hey, we're going to need you to uh, be the ultimate Canadian. <laughs> we're gonna need Think one- you can handle that? You're going to be the American Canadian. <laughs> We're going to need 103 out of you. One better than Gretzky. Um, so let's let's continue on. I think we talked enough about that. I mean, it is. All right. Well, I, I'm going to go ahead and throw this to you, uh, Dakota, because you guys had some some signings that were interesting. And... Your offensive coach is now your defensive coach, and your defensive coach is now your Trust the process, man. You got to trust the process. (laughs) 
So go ahead and tell us a little bit about the Flyers, and I, I will pull up the rest of the signings, and we'll go through these. And obviously, <laughs> the Devils won. Like the Devils won the off season. <laughs> if there was a Stanley Cup given to winning the off season, we kicked ass. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you guys did. <laughs> um, mainly, I'm I'm most excited to have Kevin Hayes. Uh, guy's a solid player. He did great for the Rangers. As much as I hate the Rangers, he was a solid player. Uh, didn't do much last season. I just I don't think it was a right fit with the team. Uh, but coming to uh, coming to Philly, especially with Alain uh, Vignault, I I hope I'm saying that right. I don't even know how to pronounce my own head coach. Um, <laughs> I think it'll be a good fit, especially because he knows that he knows that New York Rangers style of offense, which in theory works. It's just actually putting it out on practice that doesn't work for the Rangers. Um, so I'm very, I'm very excited to see how that goes. Um, I know we got Justin Braun too from the Sharks. Uh, that is on defense. That's a, that's, that's a solid pickup. Um, definitely something to bolster. Uh, I'd probably put him on first, first or second line. He's, he's like I said, he's a solid player. Uh, so yeah, it's uh, it's it's a rebuilding thing right now. Honestly, uh, I think now. I mean, with, it's a it's a rebuilding thing, but you guys have a great goaltender. Exactly. Really, if you can get uh, Provorov signed, you guys have a great goaltender and a great defense. And it's going to be really weird, and we're going to talk about this a little later with the Metropolitan Division, because I think it could honestly get flipped on its head a little bit this year, especially with aging players. And, like, Washington can no longer expect <laughs> – I mean, I guess they can, but Ovechkin can't score 40 to 50 goals every year. <laughs> no, eventually it's going to taper off. It's, it's got to at some point. Um, I would just love yeah. if he did that every year until retirement. Yes. That would be just to, just to fuck Chris. <laughs> he, just, he messages me. He's like, hey, I heard your podcast and fuck you. <laughs> now I'm going to. I now didn't I'm have gonna... motivation before, but now I do. He's like, now I'm scoring 100 goals. <laughs> like, Ovechkin's great. I love Ovechkin. He's on my uh, – we'll, we'll talk about that. We'll, God damn it. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Uh, going back to the Flyers, though. I think just the whole thing was getting a solid, consistent goalie and then being able to build around it. And I think they've got that with Carter Hart. I'm, I'm going to give it one more season to figure out if he's truly what I think he can be. Uh, but having Brian Elliott behind him, that's that's great too. So um, I'm, I'm anxious yeah. to see it. We will so see. The, the, Brian, the Brian Elliott deal was weird to me because I thought they had a decent backup. They're bringing him in to play backup, and they paid him, like, what was it, three-point? It, like, it was over $3 million just to be a backup. Yeah. Um, so they had three goaltenders goal for a second there, a little bit in, in Philadelphia. And I think I even messaged you. I was like, what the hell are the Flyers doing? <laughs> I'm not even a Flyers <laughs> fan, but I'm like – you're either in on Elliot or not. I think I think Elliot and uh, and Hart obviously a good split. I think they're they're both good in crease. I think it, like Hart is probably he's got to be the best young goaltender in the league, right? Maybe him Easily. and yeah, him and Mackenzie Blackwood and Mackenzie yeah. Blackwood is like two levels behind him, which sucks for me because I'm a Devils fan. But <laughs> <laughs> if I'm being honest, like he's he's legit. 
So bringing Elliot in makes sense, but at the same time, cap-wise, it didn't really make a lot of sense. So uh, I don't know, as a Flyers fan, you responded to that and tell me if I'm crazy or not, but I thought it was uh, absolutely insane that you guys paid him <laughs> like over $3 million. Well, it's been a strange offseason. I look at it this way. You got you got Carter Hart. Obviously, he's still... He's he's not quite a he's not a veteran yet. He's only got he's only got one season under his belt. So I think it's good to have the tandem of the the new kid and then a guy who's been playing over ten years now. I mean he's got a nine he's got a point nine one two career save percentage, which is well yeah when you play for good. Buffalo and you face one hundred and seventy five shots a night. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you might stop a few of those. Yeah. Your it was great practice. I'm, I'm anxious to see how he goes against people who can actually play. <laughs> yeah, real quick now correct me if i'm wrong but didn't the flyers have something similar happen a couple years back too with like the three goaltender thing like touching uh, on that I, I feel like i remember them having goalie troubles like maybe like not too long but oh man two the years flyers have been having goalie uh, troubles for the past 10 years that's nothing new yeah. um yeah. Uh, us, double, much, us devils fans yeah. don't know about that because we have pro tier in net for like 175 years i don't know <laughs> i would say since Brian Boucher left, they've had a very inconsistent line of goalies. Yeah. Um, I think specifically the year he's talking about, I think that was the Brizgalov. Uh, yeah. Brizgalov. Yeah. And they shipped. I, I can't remember. I can't remember where they shipped Briz to, but there was a weird trade. Uh, and, and you know what? Buffalo had a weird trade too, where like they shipped Elliot, right? They shipped him out and they had one goaltender. So their backup was someone that was like, a staff member of the team or something. <laughs> Some Because of, of the way the trade fell. Um, yeah, but yeah, no, you're not wrong. I think that I think they did have three three goalies and then Briz got shipped somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. As a Devils fan too, I loved Briz. I thought he was so weird and funny. <laughs> like I loved everything about him. He always cracked me up, like every interview. So so here's a question. Um and I kind of talked about – me and Dakota talked earlier today, and, I, and we kind of were shooting the shit or whatever and testing the recording. But um, do you think that you're ever going to get another, like, Patrick Waugh or, Ed, you know, Ed Belfour or, like, Martin Brodeur? Because right now, with the way that the, the – you don't have as much defense. There's just all the shots. The goalies are bigger. They're doing way more in net. And, and and by the way, goaltending is way better. It, like if if Gretzky played right now, he's not scoring 102 goals. No, no way. <laughs> like not even <laughs> not even close, right? So if you think about that, do you think you're ever going to get another goaltender that's going to be even close to that win record of Brodeur or or the shutout? You know the shutouts like. Like, do you ever think that there's going to be like another Dominic Hasek or et cetera? You know what I mean? Like, it, it's kind of sad because it's kind of the end of the goaltenders because the players have gotten so much better <laughs> as forwards. Yeah. But what do you guys think? And just just general thoughts on that. Um, uh, like I was telling you, I think I'm going to give Andre Vasilevsky. Uh, I'm going to give him one more season to see if he does the same things he did this past season. I I, I would put him on that track. Uh, I thought Jonathan Quick in seasons past was going to be up there, but uh, maybe not so much now. I mean, uh, Quick was there. He got two cups. Yeah, so, yeah, I mean, he, he was sensational then. 
Yeah, but, it's just been on a downward track ever since then. And Brodor I, never really had a downward track. He just stayed great, as much as I hate to admit it. Yeah, I, I will say that, you know, I think the downward track for the Kings, at least, is um, age with Anze Kopitar in their forward unit. Well, yeah, they can't keep stealing the old Flyers players, man. It doesn't. It's not <laughs> always going to work for them. <laughs> but, yeah, Sean, what do you think? Do you think there's ever going to be a goaltender that's even close to the level of what we – respect and love as you know the best goaltenders of all time yeah it's just, yeah i just don't you really can't see it with like you said the way the league is going it's so offensively driven now like the players are so fast the game like if you look at old games compared to now the game is at least you know five times faster and it's just it's hard to like ever think that you'd see someone that's going to be held up to that such high regard of like, you know, the Martin Brodeurs or the Patrick Waz. And, but I, I mean, I don't know. Like I also agree with Dakota though, where you see someone like Andre Vasilevsky, where like, you're like, is this guy even human? You know, exactly. like last season, you know? So, He's I mean, so I, think, I think it could happen. Is it likely? Meh. Maybe not so much, but I mean, I think it's definitely possible, but. Maybe I feel like maybe we won't know until that player comes, and then we're like, "This is the guy," you know? Yeah, like I, I totally agree with you guys. I just, uh, I was as a Brodeur fan. I'm always, I always look at goalies, and I there's just not been the one standout for me. And there's been a bunch. There's been, you know, Verlamalov had his season. Valeski, I thought he had a a good season. You had Elliot in the past. You've had, you know, Luongo, who's always was always consistent. Um, also, happy retirement, Luan. Yeah, you, know, you deserve that. That's a hall, dude. That's <laughs> a that's a Hall of Fame player right there. Easily. <laughs> um, but yeah, like no one really compared to them goalie those goalies. But I don't think it's like because the goalies are bad or anything. I just think that it's a different league, and the forwards are so fast and. They can just score from any angle at any point in time. It's it's all it's became yeah. more about your defensive players than it has your goalie at some point, right? Like and the gear too. Even if you think about the gear, think about all the technology that goes into the sticks and the skates and like you know, like everything's just made to make the game like faster and like more. You know, even the league is changing rules because they want more goal scoring, which doesn't really you know fend too well for the goaltenders. I just I think the game is so much more technical nowadays than it was in it was in the past. It's it's crazy to see, and I'm really I'm looking forward to them doing the puck tracks thing as long as it doesn't just look like a brown streak going across the screen. <laughs> yeah, as long as it doesn't look like <laughs> yeah. when Fox Sports did it. It's yeah. like the yellow line, like <laughs> it just ew, looks terrible. <laughs> like watching the Devils go, like as someone that's went back and watched the Devils, you know, the '95 run up to the playoffs in the Cup. Um, Fox Sports is terrible. They are <laughs> like, absolutely terrible. <laughs> that yellow line is the worst thing ever. I I know where the puck is going. I get why they were doing it, but it's terrible. So hopefully it's not that. Hopefully it's it's way more intelligent <laughs> than than what that was. Which is a little <laughs> like John Madden was just drawing lines for people. I <laughs> <laughs> um, see the puck went over here, and then it <laughs> went over here. And look at that defenseman. He's not even human. Oh, <laughs> so. All right. Well, now we get to the part we get to talk about the Devils. They have re-signed Will Butcher, which is great. 
right? Such a great butcher. name for a hockey player. Oh yeah, it's a great <laughs> name. Yeah. Too bad he is like not a butcher at all and very an offensive defenseman. <laughs> <laughs> um, or at least what I would consider an offensive defenseman. Devils acquired PK Subban for what I would equate to a bunch of trash. <laughs> um, <laughs> Quinville basically Quinville signed Quinville and then got fired from the Blackhawks so assuming that he's going to be uh, thrown into nothingness and I mean the biggest acquisition of all and we have to talk about him <laughs> Hughes right like Jack Hughes the first overall draft pick Taylor Hall is undefeated in lottery <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> he posted that on his Twitter, and I thought that was really great. He's like, "Hey, if I'm not that good of a player, you can always put me on my team to get the next best player." <laughs> yeah, weird. yeah, he's fine. And we got a uh, we got Wayne Simmons too on a prove me deal, but I, I'd like to see what he can do. I know yeah. what Wayne Simmons can do. It's, I'm I'm just anxious. I'm anxious and excited to see if he does the same thing for the Devils because that means trouble for Philly. Well, before <laughs> that, before that trade happened, uh, we had talked, and I always like me and Dakota had talked in the past. And I was like, I hate Wayne Simmons. He's such a fucking goon. I, <laughs> I hate him. I hate him. I hate. I hate when my team has to play against him. And then the Devils signed him, and I was immediately like, oh. Great. <laughs> I <laughs> love this guy. Sense. I've always Lovely. loved him. <laughs> I've always loved him. He's oh, always he's such a good, good guy. <laughs> um, he's going to be very chippy. I think he'll be really good on uh, power play. Like getting that body in front of the net. Especially you got, like, I don't know. You have Taylor Hall <laughs> two years <laughs> removed from his MVP season. <laughs> like, I mean, <laughs> it's going to be ridiculous. The Devils did really good. And, they, uh, and we don't know what the, you know, they also signed, you know, Gustav, the goose. The goose is loose in New Jersey. The freaking uh, Russian monster, yeah. dude. This guy is nuts. Yeah, they're loving that on Twitter right now. <laughs> the, goose is, the goose is loose. The goose loose. is loose. So we'll see what happens with him. I'm, I'm... He hasn't even played an NHL game yet, No, right? that's he's, what I was He's been he's straight like the, KHL. The only KHL player I've ever followed him is because he's so sick on the ice. It's it's going to be crazy. That's hopeful expectations, but also, you know, as we talked about earlier with Kovalchuk getting me into the league, (laughs) kind of like, there's only like two Russians I love in the NHL. (laughs) The rest of them, I don't trust. (laughs) 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 So, uh, all jokes aside, I guess we'll, uh, see this thing forward i think we've is there any signings that i missed that you guys want to talk about uh just our temi panarin going to the new york rangers i think that's that's gonna be an insane that's gonna be that's gonna be so insane he's gonna light it up for the rangers which again sucks for me as a flyers fan and for you guys as devils fans (laughs) yeah like you know the only good thing about that is that we get to see him match up against like t hall right yeah like yeah it's gonna be that's gonna be crazy Halsey. You know what's going to happen, though? They're not going to put Halsey out there. They'll put Zajac out there, and Zajac will just lock him down. Yeah. He's just the devil. Or I'll try to, but Artemi's <laughs> nuts on skates, man. He's he's fast. Speaking <laughs> of Zajac, too, he, he made a real, like, I like he made a big turnaround. He looked like he was on the downhill, and then 
he came, I think Denny got injured and then he came back and the dude has just been stellar since, to be honest. I think he's been a really integral part of the team. I mean, oh, as yeah. a Devils fan, and I think a lot of people will just be like, oh, that's just a Devils fan. But like Zajac is a really good second line, third line center who's really, really fucking good on penalty kill. Yeah, he's a workhorse, like, man. He's great. <laughs> He's not, he's not, I mean, the fact that he scored as many points as he did with a shitty team is ridiculous last year, <laughs> but <laughs> he's, uh, he's, he's great. Like, I love Travis Ajak. I know a lot of people are like, oh, the contract is bad and like, we should move the contract. But at the same time, it's like that contract's up and I, I don't know if it's next year or the year after I have to pull it up, but, um, I don't think we lost anything from Zajac, honestly. I think he's he's probably, as far as face-offs go and penalty kill, he's the best center the Devils have. Like, it's not even close. Yeah, yeah, pretty much, yeah, at least until, you know, somebody else takes that from him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I don't know that anyone's going to take the two-way from him. Like, on, like, they're not going to, we're not going to have, like, our, like, he's basically our Anze Kopitar. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like where he's going to win the face off. And then you like, I mean, he did it with Elias, like him and Elias, uh, like the 14 season, for instance, there's this, like, there's a great play where Elias lofts a puck, like 175,000 feet in air, uh, to Henrik for a breakaway. Like I, I think people sleep on how important penalty kill and, and power play is. And uh, like Zajac is great, was great at that. Uh, You can look at the the Boston Bruins for how important that penalty kill was when it came to the playoffs, man. They, they dominated on it in multiple series. Yeah. Yeah. And and I would, I would go as far to say like Zajac is, uh, even if he's a fourth line center, the devils are looking pretty good up the middle right now. (laughs) (laughs) if you're like hey travis zajac is going to be your fourth line center or zaka is going to be your fourth line center that's a pretty stout up the middle (laughs) i'll take it i'll take it all right so let's uh let's uh, let's move on let's talk a little bit about our top five enforcers and kind of why um i went more modern with this and I mean, outside of Tiger Williams, who's on the list because it's fucking Tiger Williams. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Sean, go ahead and you, you you throw or not Sean, but uh, either or you guys. Uh, I don't know. Rock paper scissors for it. And we'll go from there. <laughs> you want to go first? <laughs> if you want, Dakota, you can go. I feel like All that's right. kind of been the flow. All right. Well, I'm gonna give you my top five. My number five is a legend. Uh, this guy was he, was he was hitting players before it was really even a popular thing. And that's Red Horner. Uh, only ever had uh, 1,254 penalty minutes over his career, but uh, like I said, the guy was guy was knocking him out when they didn't even play with helmets on. So I, I gotta <laughs> I gotta keep him on there for classic sake. And the guy did pass away a couple of years ago, so I gotta keep it on there. Uh, my number four, of course, you guys know him, Bob Probert. 3,300 career penalty minutes. I don't understand uh, how Bobby is number four on your list. Look, <laughs> it's man. <laughs> it's the cocaine and the underwear, man. That's why he's number four. He gets degraded by the cocaine and the underwear. Okay, yes. all right. That and knocks th- you down four spots <laughs> hey, <laughs> easily. Number three for me, you guys know this. I'm a diehard Flyers fan. I want to be complete without uh, old Davy Schultz, the hammer himself. 
2,294 <laughs> penalty minutes in his career, <laughs> including 472 penalty minutes in one season, which is still the NHL record. So you can have that. Yeah. My number two is Ty Domi with 3,515 penalty minutes. <laughs> I mean, you, you, you got to have him on there. The dude's a legend, legendary goon. 3,500 penalty minutes. Exactly. Think, Think about he, that. And he rode the stick and beat Rob Probert's ass. He <laughs> like, sat in the penalty box longer than he sat in the locker room. <laughs> like, but he's the littlest guy that's ever fought Bob Probert. Like, exactly. he's, a fucking, he's, a, he's a Wolverine, man. He's tiny, but he's terrifying. <laughs> There's there's no way you can hate Ty Domi. No, you can't. I, I hate I hate God, I hate the Leafs so much, but like I love Ty Domi. <laughs> exactly. And then my number one, you already uh, you already spoiled it. It is Tiger Williams. I mean the guy's number one in the entire league for career penalty minutes with three thousand nine hundred and sixty six penalty minutes, which is nuts. Yeah, not even career penalty minutes, career ass beatings. Like, yeah, just <laughs> whooped ass wholesale every time. So that's that's my that's top great. five. Yeah, everybody loves enforcers. <laughs> Everyone loves a goon. Can you can you guys hear me? My headset. Yeah, yeah, we hear you. Yeah, I got you. All right, cool. Um, so. Uh, I'm going to start out my list with agreeing with you guys as well. Ty Domi. Like you said, you really can't hate the guy. No. Um, then I also really like, you don't really hear his name too much, but uh, Dale Hunter. Dale Hunter, 3,400 yeah. penalty minutes. I feel like I never really hear anyone talk about him, but, you know, he's in the 1,000-point club. 3,400 penalty minutes. You know? Yeah, that's up there. Well, I mean, that's the thing about Del Hunter is that's a name you're not going to hear. The same as Bob Robert. But when you look at their point total and assists, it's ridiculous. You're like, how did they get there and they're that badass? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, I'll say that, which brings me right into my next one, which is Bob Prober. I always <laughs> I always like the like the the guys that like you don't really hear a lot of people talk about. You know, I try. Like, uh, like my number one is totally 150% bias, but I love David Clarkson. Absolutely love the guy. But that's, that's probably my devil's fan kicking in. You know, <laughs> the dude was a grinder. Always find him in front of the net. Clarkson, always down to drop the gloves. You think Clarkson's an enforcer, though? I mean, he hits I feel like, like well, what would you put him in, like a grinder category? I, I would throw him in there just because he's the water bottle police, but outside of that, <laughs> <laughs> outside of that, I don't know how I can throw Clarkson, terrible contract. The devil's lucked up yeah. someone else signing him for that much money. Like, well, yeah, because they, yeah, they wouldn't pay him. He had 30 goals that season before, but I guess they probably thought it was a fluke, which unfortunately it was. Yeah, Lou, Blair, <laughs> Lou looked at that and was like – He's not ever scoring 30 goals again. <laughs> you can have him. I'm not paying him $7 million a year. They're still paying that contract off. Toronto's just bought that thing out. Like, that was yeah, a good okay. devil's move. Good job, Lou Lamorello. Good job. <laughs> we trust Lou. That's, <laughs> that, that's definitely my bias, just because I personally loved him as a player. But also, too... Uh, 
piggybacking on on uh, one in your list, Chris, was uh, definitely Derek Bogart. Uh, even as a Ranger, I mean, RIP, but I have so much respect for that guy. Yeah, a ton of respect for Derek Bogart. I think that he, by far, as far as throwing hands, I don't know that anyone on this list would be even close to him. Like, he no. was... God, he, he was broke lethal, better dude. off his jaw in like six places. Like, yeah, <laughs> like uh, it's like goon. Uh, you know, when the coach tells him, he's like, "You're touched <laughs> by the fist of God." <laughs> and, uh, I mean, the Bugard story is very sad because of CTE and stuff. Yeah. But you know, it also so feels inappropriate not to say that he's one of my favorites because, like, him as a goon was really good, and maybe that points out like fighting shouldn't be in hockey or whatever like political thing that you want to spin it to. But Bugard was one of the best enforcers and I could not, not easily on my list because I've never seen someone whip so much wholesale ass on the ice. as Bugard. <laughs> Every time he ever got into a fight, it was done, man. Like concrete fists, man. Seriously. <laughs> All right. So, uh, did you, did you get through your five? I think yeah, yeah, that was five. All right, number one, Bob Probert. It's <laughs> got to be Proby. He got the title. He beat Domi. <laughs> <laughs> Probert not only was a great enforcer for his team, protecting um, Shanahan and Yzerman, which, by the way, I have individual notes for both of them because fuck them. They, they hate enforcers. They don't want them to be in the league. They don't want fighting to be in the league. But they had Bob Probert protecting them the entire time. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you don't hear Gretzky coming out and be like, fighting is a problem. <laughs> he, no. had, he had McSorley, <laughs> yeah, right? Like, took McSorley with you. <laughs> it's like, he was that had, good of a fighter you that you Probert. took him with you. <laughs> they had the best. You know who didn't want fighting in the league? <laughs> Patrick Elias. <laughs> he didn't want fighting in the league. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so um, yeah, continuing forward, Tiger Williams, obviously legend, absolute goat. I would never like if if I had to it, anyone on this list besides Bugard. If I was in a bar fight, I'd probably channel my inner Tiger Williams. He's amazing. <laughs> uh, but it would probably look more like the next guy on my list, which is Ty Domi. Ty Domi is an absolute Wolverine monster. The fact that he stood toe to toe with Probert. Through hands, that one fan got too crunk one time, and he pulled him into the penalty box and beat the shit out of him. <laughs> <laughs> Makes my list. Do you think that shit would fly in today's hockey? Grabbing someone like that and pulling him into the penalty box. Your ass would be gone from the NHL nowadays. Yeah, well, you know what? Don't don't get involved. <laughs> he attacked me. Um, Derek Bugard's in my number four, and he could easily be my number one because, like, if him and Bob Probert ever got into a fight, I'm pretty sure Bugard would wreck that ass. I'm pretty sure of it. <laughs> but uh, number five, because I'm a Devils fan, Mike Peluso, even though you couldn't stand up on your skates, <laughs> whenever a fight happened, you still went out there. Even though Probert knocked you out... <laughs> He has paper ankles. I still love you, and I really love that moment in the 95 Stanley Cup win for the Devils. 
when he's sitting on the bench and just tearing up. It's great. So he made my top yeah, five. Yeah, he just cried on the bench as a Devils fan. Yeah, it's <laughs> another moment that you love. <laughs> so but when Brad Marchand does it, everyone makes fun of him. Five. Obviously, you could get like Tony Twist or Christopher Nyland. There's other people I could have put there, but because it was Peluso in the 95 Stanley Cup, he makes the top five. <laughs> Fair enough. All right, so we're getting top five classic players. And I'm just going to go ahead and start it off with a banger, guys. And then I'll, you guys go around for your ones as well. But I mean, number one, Wayne Gretzky, right? <laughs> like, it's not even close. No, it really is. <laughs> There's a reason he's called the great one. Yeah. <laughs> so did everyone have Wayne Gretzky as number one? Yeah. Yep. Uh, okay, so let's move forward. Everyone knows Wayne Gretzky is the greatest of all time. Um, he broke more records than Jordan, who's considered the goat of basketball, right? Or Tom Brady, who's considered the goat of <laughs> football. Like, if you look at Gretzky's stats, it's ridiculous. It's yeah, ridiculous. It's, yeah, it's nuts. Yager played for 48 years and was still 200 goals behind Gretzky or some weird shit like that. Like... <laughs> Like I said, well, not 48. He played till he was 48. I should say that. But, like, Yager's the only person that's even got close, and he played for way longer than he should have played to try to get there. Like, no one's ever going to catch Gretzky. He's the greatest of all time. There's a reason why they call the 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 behind-the-net Gretzky's office, because he's amazing. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's move on to number two. Uh, Sean, give me your number two. Uh, I'm a big uh, Mario Lemieux guy. The boy, that's my number two. Yeah, yeah, favorite Mar- player of all time. I mean, Mario's great. Yeah, even just character-wise, just you know, all around performed on the ice. Performed he's off the ice. Off. Now he's a great coach, great owner. Yeah, he's nuts. I mean, it's hard to debate like Mario Lemieux because. Honestly, the goaltending got better, and if you put him there where Gretzky was, he probably would have scored more goals. Because if you look at their goal goal totals, they're pretty even <laughs> during the time where Lemieux played, which is ridiculous. Lemieux is a great player, battled through cancer. Um, obviously, Stanley Cups after he finished playing, I love Lemieux. Um, he didn't make my list, but he was up there, and the only reason he didn't make my list is because... Uh, I threw two devils on it. <laughs> so <laughs> that was to be expected. I can't, I'll say I can't fault you there. <laughs> None of my guys are flyers. I was the only one that was truly neutral about this, and I see I, see I was wrong now. <laughs> yeah, but when two of the best defensemen of all time are both devils, you got to put them <laughs> on your fucking list. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> I guess I'll be less objective next time. Excuse me for having some journalistic integrity. I think that uh, one of mine is definitely well. Two, you know what? I have three Devils players on this list. Let me just go ahead and do this. <laughs> let's out my top five, and we'll go from there. Martin Brodeur, the most winningest goalie, the most shutouts, three-time Stanley Cup veteran, 
definitely number two with a bullet right behind Wayne Gretzky is Martin Brodeur. There is no question of his goaltending. You can no. say, oh, well, I guess Hasek was better. I guess Wall was better, but they weren't. Let's be honest. Look at the Devils teams versus those teams and realize the GOAT, <laughs> Martin Brodeur, because he was the best. I'm right. not even going to get in this argument. I won't win. <laughs> I can't argue. He is the greatest. <laughs> yes. So I should have put him number one. I put him number two because Gretzky is, you know, obviously the GOAT. Uh, my number three, Scott Niedermeyer with a bullet. I think he's the best defenseman that's ever played. You could probably say Lidstrom, but I'm a Devils fan. But Niedermeyer is the absolute most amazing defenseman I've ever seen play. It sucks really hard that he went to the Ducks to play with his brothers. That sucks <laughs> as a Devils fan. But he had to make this list. <laughs> and then obviously number four is Scott Stevens because Con, Con's my... Yeah. Lindros died. Just killed his career. He killed a man's career. He didn't kill the man. He killed his career, which I think is worse. <laughs> he killed his passion for the game. <laughs> Eric Lindros went home and poured himself a glass of scotch. He was like, do I really want to do this now? Exactly. Like, if you get hit that hard, you have to think about your whole life. Exactly. (laughs) He could have become an accountant. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think, like I said earlier, the only, the hardest hit I've ever seen is probably that Lindros hit or the Paul Correa hit and then Steve Atwater hitting, uh, They both, and Steve Atwater's an NFL player, so if you're an NHL fan, you probably won't get that. But Scott Stevens hit Lindros so hard that he knocked his own teammate down. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine the shockwave on the ice? That must have been nuts. And the only person I've ever seen do that except for him is Steve Atwater. So, like, just kind of turn that out there. And number five. Mike, my fucking hero, Madonna. I think he's the greatest American player that's ever lived. Easily, easily, easily. And Madonna's on my list for sure. <laughs> Madonna. <Shit. laughs> Madonna was my favorite. I think he is clutch. I've watched him, little boy, people like Yeiserman, Shanahan, even Datsuk. Madonna <laughs> don't care how skilled you are, he'll skate around you. And he's a sniper, the classic sniper. He didn't have that many moves. He's not going to give you the highlight goal. To me, he's not going to give you the highlight goal breakaway because he doesn't need to. He'll just no. look at top corner. <laughs> and I love him. Mike Madonna, it's one of the only non-New Jersey Devils players' jerseys I own. Mike Madonna is my hero. His Ricky card. I have <laughs> all the Madonna <laughs> shit. So I'm very uh, not as good as not as good as Bruder. But he's up there on the list. <laughs> if he were to play for the Devils, he might have topped this list really hard. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. All right, uh, you guys, throw through with your top five. <laughs> All right, you want to go first? Uh, sure, sure. All right. Um, so, all right. So we covered one Wayne Gretzky. To Mario Lemieux. So for me, number three is Mr. Hockey, Mr. Gordie Howe, four time Stanley Cup champion, six Hart trophies, 
and not just for what he did on the ice, but everything he's done for the game. Uh, you know, uh, finding the, uh, I believe he's one of the main founders of the Players Association, you know, to the point where the NHL gave him the Lifetime Achievement Award. And, you know, the creator of the Gordie Howe hat trick, man, you know, it's just, he's had such an an effect on the game. Creator of the Gordie Howe hat trick, even though he never had one. (laughs) (laughs) Which is hilarious. But Gordie Howe (laughs) would whip that ass. He would. He just never actually had a Gordie Howe hat trick. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, great. I mean, you know, just like. If you get a Gordie Howe hat trick, you can be like. I did one more than Gordy Howe did that game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I had to. I had to give it to him. I, I couldn't leave him off the list. I kept trying to when I was trying to come up with one. I, he's just one that kept popping into my head. So I yeah. definitely had to throw him on there. So I I had him both as honorable mentions was definitely Gordy Howe and Bobby Hole because of the uh, I think we're going to talk about the next show, mm-hmm. which is. Canada beating Russia during the Cold War, which Bobby Hole and uh, not yeah Bobby Hole and in in Gordy Howe, which was incredible. That was a huge deal. They won in like Game Eight, um, incredible series. Obviously, both great players. Rest in peace, Gordy Howe. Yeah, Bobby, don't drink with your son Brett. He's on a different <laughs> level. He's <laughs> on a different planet, man. <laughs> But yes, I could easily see like Gordy Howe could have easily made my list. I I kind of lean towards people after the seventies on my list, but I mean you could easily throw Gordy under Wayne, honestly. I mean, well, no, under Brodeur because Brodeur's the goat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Number four, I agree with you on Mike Modano. Just like you said, one of the greatest American players. I kind of tried to like jump around and touch on a few things here and there uh, when I tried to put my list together. We already touched on that. And number five, Dakota. I'm sorry. I tried Martin Brodeur. <laughs> that's fine. No, that's, that's fine. I Look, do I, it. I can't I could... argue. I've already told you. I can't argue. Can't. I, could, I couldn't do it. You can't. You know you where we're going to get so much hate online? They're like, no one said Patrick Waugh. I was like, because Patrick Waugh is Patrick Waugh. <laughs> He's not as good as Broder. No. <laughs> yeah, I just, like I said, tried to touch around, and I was like, you know what? I don't have any goalies on this list. And I was like, uh, huh, I wonder who I'm going to pick. That's better than me. I have no goalies on my list. I mean, isn't, isn't the famous story that Patrick Waugh in the Olympics refused to let Broder play in net? <laughs> Right, that's the classic story. So, like, as far as like Wall fans getting mad at me for being a a, a Brodeur fanboy, I would just say like, sorry, <laughs> like, I'm is better. Look at the stats. He's he a is goaltender. the he best of all first time. teams, and he won three cups and almost won a fourth one. If like you know, our team didn't just unstoppable. <laughs> Well, yeah, absolutely unstoppable in the net. I talked to so many people about that. Like, the Kings were like on fire that off season, but you know, we got to Game Six, and I would say that we had a good chance of winning that game if we didn't have that that friggin' game killing five minute major where they scored three goals and literally just took all the energy out of the game. 
Yeah, because yeah. no one wants to think about that. They just want to pretend that like Jonathan Quick was better than Broder, which has never happened ever no. in his entire career, even old Broder. No. <laughs> prime Quick. It's not going to happen. If you got to draft a goaltender, you got Prime Quick versus Prime Broder, you're picking Broder. Every time. You could say, you could say, you could say Hasek, or you could say Wah, and I'd be like, all right, fine. But if you're like quick versus Brodeur in the playoffs, I'm picking, I'm picking Brodeur. He's got three. Three cups. <laughs> yeah. And not because of his offense, because the Devils never had a great offense. <laughs> oh, man. All right. All right so my top five. My top five. You already know my first two. Wayne Gretzky, Mario Lemieux. Number three. It was my favorite player growing up because I grew up in that uh, ah, wonderful stretch of years when the Muddy Ducks movies were coming out. So my number three is going to be Paul Correa. Uh, okay. Just absolute threat on the ice. Paul Correa, rest in peace. Got hit yeah. by Scott Stevens. He's dead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, but he didn't, he didn't fuck up his career like he fucked up Lindros' career. That's true. He did come back and score yeah. the winning goal. So. Yeah. <laughs> Paul he was the, yeah, more of a man than face, the face of the Ducks for many, many years. Um, and like I said, a personal hero of mine because I used to like I was I always thought I would be a Mighty Ducks fan. But then I got a little bit older and realized what garbage they actually were. So I decided to stick with the Philadelphia Flyers. Um, but, but they but, won a cup. <laughs> like, yeah, it just, how did you stick with the Flyers? I don't know. It's a Jersey thing, man. It's a Jersey thing. I actually grew up in New Jersey, so you know. Um, then you should have been a Devils fan. They also want to come. No, no. Okay, see, here's where you're wrong. Because New Jersey is really two different states. Up north, you got North Jersey. That's where all your, uh, your your Giants and Jets fans and Yankees and Mets and the Devils. But then you got South Jersey, which is basically an extension of Philadelphia. And I've been to way more Flyers games than I'll ever go to Devils games. Primarily because... I'm going to buy you season tickets. We're going. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't think I can do it, man. <laughs> Wouldn't it feel right? And I'm from New Jersey, and I can't say that it would feel right. <laughs> now, uh, number four, you guys know him, Ilya Kovalchuk. Uh, yeah, you know, he. I feel like he, he fits the classic player mold, definitely. I mean, I. it was later in my childhood into, like, through high school and stuff that I watched him play. Um, just a solid, great player to watch. Uh, not not so much nowadays, but not then, yeah, that, totally. But I will say that he's one of the only snipers that I've never seen get punked. There's this guy, there's a classic fight on YouTube you can find where this guy tries to fight Ilya Kolachuk and Ilya just ragdolls him for like 10 minutes and punches <laughs> him. No. Yeah, <laughs> and I think that he had like thirty goals that season. So <laughs> Ilya's great. <laughs> Plus, I used to watch him when the Thrashers were still here, so that's always that's always important. And my number five is a guy I feel like is slowly but surely starting to get forgotten because Ovechkin exists, and that's Sergei Fedorov. And you can't forget mm-hmm. how great of a player Sergei Fedorov was. And he's better nuts. We're off. Yeah, he's just one of the highest scoring Russian players ever until Ovechkin passed him. But well, I mean, uh, Alexander uh, Ovechkin is an anomaly to most lists. This man is an absolute monster, right? Like, exactly. <laughs> this is favorite players, not 
stats. If we were just pulling up stats, then Yager would have made like most of my list, right? Because <laughs> yeah. he's been around since 1852. <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Sean, what's your top five cl- uh, current players? Current players. Okay. This, all right. So uh, I guess, are we going in order? Do I have to go in order? Does it really matter? Oh, it's the same five. We're, we're just chilling, dude. Yeah. True. <laughs> I have I no was, idea what we're doing yet. I mean, there's I no, was, is there an actual order to favorites in general? Like, if you really, like, my favorite restaurant is this, but I also like this. That's no really the one through five thing is just a YouTube gimmick. So, yeah. Just you need <laughs> in any order. <laughs> yeah. It's our top five. Yeah. No, so I was I was disgusted. I mean disgusted that neither of you included Steven Stamkos on your list. How dare you? I don't I don't include no, I'm just kidding. Find him as a classic player. <laughs> I include him as a classic modern David. modern players. <laughs> Stamkos is. I include Stamkos. I have to include Crosby, which will never fuck. Yeah, I Crosby, Crosby is better than Stamkos, like hands down. And, yes, and Stamkos is not as good as Malkin. He's not even as close to as good as Malkin. I do like Malkin. <laughs> so no, he did not make my list. No, fuck that. So, guy. No, not mine. <laughs> uh, I like Steven Stamkos. If we're like. Uh, I've I've always like liked it. I like that. Ow. I I like that. I felt like he he stuck it out with them, you know. Even though I'm, he's only like people forget that what he's only been in the league for what five six years. It feels like a little bit longer uh, than that. Oh, I'll, I'll go ahead and continue, and I'll look it up. Um, yeah, no, I just it's someone he was like a player I always gravitated towards. I don't know what it was about him, but just like watching him on the ice, I was just like, yeah, this guy. It's because he looks like skinny version of uh, Phil Castle, so you just really <laughs> gravitated for Phil Castle, right? <laughs> I said, yeah. If we're talking favorite players, there, let's go right into the next one. Phil Castle. <laughs> I freaking love Phil Castle. The dude's hilarious. <laughs> Phil the Thrill, man. And while like, see- while we're bringing up Phil the Thrill, let's bring up his weird house that's being sold. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I think it just, it just makes me love him so much more. It does make me love him so much more. He didn't make my top five, but I do love Phil the Thrill Kessel, Captain Cheeseburger himself. Love. <laughs> he, said, this, he said, this is my theater. It's <laughs> one seat. One, one seat. seat. This man built a home theater, and he had you know posters of The Godfather, and Wedding Crashers, and these different movies, and you're like, that's his favorite movie. And then just randomly, there's a photo of Glitter signed by Mariah Carey. <laughs> and you're like, does Phil really love Mariah Carey? Because I'm pretty sure he could marry her. Because like, <laughs> Didn't she already marry like a, a Yankee at one point in time? <laughs> like, that's true. His, his wine cellar is bigger than my kitchen. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. <laughs> And then he just has random motivational posters. Yeah. <laughs> Posting on all the walls. I wish he had the cat, the classic cat. Hang in there. I wish he did too. <laughs> he also has one room that just has a, te- a giant teddy bear in the corner with nothing else in it. <laughs> I also love the idea of the Wedding Crashers poster being with the Godfather poster. <laughs> <laughs> 
it's like comparing lobster with Skittles, and it's one of my favorite things ever. He's like, you know, pretty good. They're <laughs> like, oh, see, so like the Godfather's like, yeah, I like that movie. And I'm like, oh, you like Wedding Crashers? Yeah, I love that movie. <laughs> it's so funny, man. You got to watch it. <laughs> um, next is uh, Alexander Ovechkin, which I'm sure is on. Yeah, your guys' list. You know, watching him parade around with the cup last year was probably my favorite part of the entire offseason. As a double fan, I can agree with you because we didn't have a lot to look forward to. <laughs> <laughs> he did. I love that he yeah. just showed up to random people's days with the Cubs. Like, hey, I'm here to party too. I also like that like each player is supposed to get one day with a cup, but Ovechkin just showed up to all of their days. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he like would have all the cup time. <laughs> He's like the he's definitely the dad that would have gotten arrested for like stalking or something. <laughs> if the cup was a child, he would be arrested. I would love to look into it. I'm not sure if he uh if he crossed sauces in the cup. I really hope he ate. Oh my god, I really hope he didn't cross the sauces in the cup. That that it'd be cursed. <laughs> That cup would be cursed. They'd have yeah, to get a whole I, new one. It's really bad gonna... because didn't we just see like a like a child eat food out of that cup recently? <laughs> yes. As gross as that sounds, I almost want to try it. Like just because he swears <laughs> by it. You know what I mean? Like I just want to be like, yeah, I want to feel like Ovechkin for dinner. And just pour <laughs> like a little bit of alcohol and marinara and see what happens. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So to answer the the looming question of when he was drafted, Mister uh, Steven Stamkos, uh, two thousand eight. Oh, okay. okay, so not long. Ten years. So eleven. He's, eleven he's, years he's now. Twenty nine years old, according to this. So according to Wikipedia, don't quote me on this, guys. Actually, he's thirty years old, and the Wikipedia's all this. I don't need that. No. I was just yeah. like, that's fucking birthday, idiot. Like, you know, a... like, that's like when he's looking, uh, you know, in Mallrats, when he's looking at the, the picture, and he's like, that's a sailboat, idiot. Like, I don't <laughs> <know that. laughs> um, moving on, I think uh, I definitely have to include Austin Matthews. Mm-hmm. I, I love the kid. I absolutely love When watching him come into his first game, and scoring four goals the way he did, uh, I- insane. I was sitting there and I, I just like thought this kid like this is this is the future right here. Exactly, he-, he is the future of the game. Yeah, like even with and I mean, like so and I, I we have my we have the list. future right. We have we have McDavid. Yeah, and I have, have Austin Matthews, and yep. that's Crosby and Ovechkin. They're different yeah. players. Crosby is better at all-around hockey and getting assists and playing a little bit defensively. I'm not going to say he's, like, fucking great on defense because that's ridiculous to say. And then you have Austin Matthews, who's just a sniper. And that's, I mean, that's our new two, right, going forward? Yeah, yeah I would say so, yeah. Yeah, which puts that's he's the last on my list as well is Connor McDavid. Just the two of them, like like you said, you know, you have the future and and the past, and I I mean I I didn't want to include Sidney Crosby because I, I it's it I want to say it's not personal but it's personal, 
<laughs> yeah, none of us were going to include Cross. Nobody here was going to include He's not making the list. <laughs> I, in fact, I hate Crosby so much, I picked someone else on his team to put on the list. <laughs> but Crosby's a good player. <laughs> like, I'm, like, there's no way that you can deny how good Crosby is. He's got, what, two, three Stanley Cups? Amazing player, amazing skater. Biases anymore, but used to be a little bit of a diver. Great center. He wins a ton of faceoffs. Doesn't get credit for it. Like, uh, like, um, you know, Anze Kopitar gets credit for how many faceoffs he wins. But if you look at the percentage, like Crosby's pretty good at faceoffs. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like, right, bitch. we'll get into my top five that you guys can shit all over. <laughs> <laughs> Number one, Taylor Hall with a bullet. <laughs> Are you kidding me? He won the MVP with nothing. <laughs> nothing. <laughs> he had nothing. As a Devils fan, I can confirm he had nothing. That is an MVP. <laughs> no, I'm not going to shit on Hall, man. <laughs> <laughs> nothing. Number two, Guinea Malkin. They don't win any of those cups without him. He's the anchor. And uh, I, I love him. I think he's great. Also, watch him like uh, crank, <sighs> dude. He hit somebody from Carolina so hard that I'm pretty sure that their soul left the building. Uh, <laughs> like early in this career, just look up Malkin cranks on YouTube. It'll come up. <laughs> Alexander Ovechkin. Yeah, not contested. Uh- <laughs> I, I love Ovechkin. I love drunk Ovechkin. I love sober Ovechkin. I love lazy Ovechkin. I love like I'm gonna play really hard Ovechkin. He's a weird player, and the reason I say he's a weird player is because when he really turns on the skates and tries, he's probably the best player I've ever seen. Even retroactively going back, like it's ridiculous. But he, he definitely has the weirdest stick in the, in the entire NHL. The curve on it's weird, but it works for him. That's insane. He, he just he'll just lackadaisically skate, and then all of a sudden he's going to decide he's going to play defense, and he'll lay someone out and like <laughs> set up at that red circle and like score. And you're like, where was this? Six Not just that, ago? he'll beat the freaking brakes <laughs> off of you too. Yeah, like I love Ovechkin. Things great. Obviously, you made the list, so that's good. Top five. Number four, Connor McDavid. I can't. I mean, dude, <laughs> he's so good. <laughs> he's ridiculously good. <laughs> Hopefully, Jack Hughes takes his place next year. That's the best we can ask for. Connor McDavid is ridiculous. His team sucks. I can't believe that they were like, you know who should we? we you know who we should get rid of? Taylor Hall <laughs> for Adam <Jeez>. Larson. <laughs> oh my god! I still. <laughs> I still can't. I, I believe I'm going to wake up one day and everything I've lived from that moment on has just been a lie. It's just one <laughs> elaborate dream. I, I wish that Taylor yeah. Hall could get traded to the Devils every year because he just like got pissed off and had an MVP season. No big deal. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then uh, number five, P.A. Subban. I think he does. I think he's a great player. I think he does a lot for the league. It's more of an entertainment piece than an actual player. If I was going to put a defenseman here, it'd probably be Victor Hedman. I think I think Victor Hedman is the best player at his position in the league. I'm sorry, Brett Burns. 
I, I love your beard, but I, I think PK Subban is the actual best. Um, but yeah, PK Subban. I think he's great. I think he's great That's for the fair. And it's my top five favorite players. So suck it. <laughs> it's an opinion-based list, right? I feel it like. is. It is a very okay. opinion-based list. If it was factual, we'd all have the same. I did stuff. better on that one. I had more teams than just the Devils, right? <laughs> uh, my top five list is pretty much the same as you guys. I had Ovechkin at number one, Connor McDavid number three, Austin Matthews number four, number two, and it's a personal favorite of mine. Even you know I'm going to choose Claude Giroux. Uh, I've been watching him since middle school, high school, so he's my all-season my favorite. Giroux, the butt toucher. Yes, Drew the butt toucher. Okay. <laughs> I'm just making sure. I want you're the damn fans right to I did. know who you're talking about. You're damn right I did. The bad <laughs> There's only yes. one good Claude in this podcast, and it's Lemieux. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that. Uh Drew, obviously, is my favorite. He's my favorite uh, current hockey player. I, I like watching the guy. I've watched him for a long time. Uh and he's, he's spent all his time with the Flyers, so at least I have that. And then my number five, kind of an unpopular opinion, but I like the guy Joe Pavelski. Okay. Uh, brought you know a I, lot to the Sharks, and I'm anxious to see what he does in the future. You know what I really miss about Claude Giroux? His interactions with Yager. Because them on a team together was, like, pretty great. Like, any shot he took, Yager would like, be like, hey, you should have did this, or you should have done that. <laughs> that was a great season. At, like, I'm, I hate the Flyers, so obviously like, I don't care about it. But, you know, Yager coaching up uh, Giroux, and I think there's some mic'd up on that. Uh, yeah, I think there is, too. Uh, Giroux's chirps are the best, and you've touched on that before, but Giroux has the best chirps. Yeah, Giroux does have the best chirps. He called Sidney Crosby a pigeon. <laughs> just <laughs> followed him around. <laughs> <laughs> Which is pretty. So, yeah. I like Giroux um, as a player, but fuck the Flyers. <laughs> hey, it's okay. I'm the only one that's going to stick up for them here. <laughs> All right, so that's our top fives, guys. <laughs> Rolling on through. Don't, be, don't the, forget to like and subscribe. <laughs> you like and subscribe, <laughs> subscribe to our podcast about hockey. <laughs> if we can get as many subscribers as Gressy's gotten goals in his career, we'd, oh, we'd be pretty good. We'd be in there like swimwear, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so. uh Let's do a Metro division real quick. What are your predictions? And I don't mean like I need like to know how many losses a certain team's going to take or whatever, but like what are your actual predictions? Like Pittsburgh's older, Washington's older. They didn't really sell anyone. They got rid of Panarin was with Washington, right? So they got rid of Panarin. Ugh. What, what is your lineup for the playoffs? What's your one and two? Because uh, three is always a toss-up because it, it, it gets weird. But I'm going to give you my top three. Right now, as it looks, with the way the Devils rebuilt that built off the offseason, I see them easily being a number one or a number two. Um, I'm hesitant to put the Flyers up there. I would put them more at three, but I don't think New York 
is done just yet, so I'm going to put them up there right right behind the Devils. So it'll be the Devils, the Islanders, and the Flyers are my so top three. You're flipping flipping last year, which pretty much I, yeah. To, to, I feel kind of the same way, except for Ovechkin's there. <laughs> so Ovechkin, <laughs> like Washington still will float into the playoffs, but I do think the um, I, I actually think that Hart is a very formidable goalie. And the Devils on a tear will be really, really good. Um, and I, Taylor Hall had like half a season of rest. And he's going to go back to MVP form. Like people sleeping on him being like, oh, he got injured. He was like, yeah, he got injured, but the team sucks. So it didn't matter. So he just took a whole year off. Like <laughs> He's going to be better <laughs> next year. <laughs> so I'm thinking the Devils... Uh, I don't know who would go two or three. I, I think Washington will go two and then probably the Flyers after that. Yeah. I don't think Columbus is coming back the way they did this year. I just – I don't think the pieces are there anymore. And I, I could be completely wrong. I mean, Torts is a great coach, so uh, that remains to be seen. I'd probably I'd probably say number four. And I don't think Carolina is going to do nearly as good as they did this past year. Um, and Pittsburgh for sure because I fucking hate them with a passion. I'll put them last. But that's not a spite. That's that's not out of fact. That's spite. They're never going to be last because they have Crosby. Crosby. Yeah, we'll Crosby. He'll stub his toe I mean, and bitch about it the yes, whole season. Yes, say that, but we don't actually mean it. No. no. Say, this this podcast is not going to do great in the Pittsburgh market. No. Okay, <laughs> let me clarify. If the Devils had Crosby, we'd be so hyped right now. <laughs> oh, no, I still that that is true. Even if he that plays is for the true. Flyers. <laughs> you can hate who you hate, but you still – there's a reason why you hate that person. It's because they're not on your team in sports <laughs> most of the time. Unless they're like Brad Marchand, who's just a fucking asshole. I don't want him on the Elvis in general. But... <laughs> I'll talk shit, man. He'll come and lick you, man. I've seen it. <laughs> All right, so what I want to do is, so my one and two, I feel like is very interchangeable. So I, I would say Caps, Washington Capitals, just because Ovechkin. Uh, you know, they still have Ovechkin, got John Carlson, uh, still got Nicholas Backstrom. You know, they, they're just, they're still stacked. I think they're going to, I still think they're going to be a force to be reckoned with. And then of course, number two, if everything plays out and all of our new pieces work, would be the Devils. If if we play the way we look on paper, we should be one of the top in this division. Um, for me, with three, I, I kind of like touch like three and four because I feel like those are also interchangeable where I look at the Rangers and Carolina. I, I actually really like Carolina. I was all in on the bunch of jerks thing. I freaking loved it. I hope they come out and they, you know, they keep that energy going. But also the Rangers, I don't want it like – I don't want to count them out with the addition of Panarin. And, you know, I, I think they'll, they'll be able to, uh, I I think they'll be able to surprise a few people, but I also don't think that they, you know, they're not going to blow out the box either, but they always seem to kind of make it work. I don't know how. That's fair. At least we can, we can all pretty much, pretty much agree that Pittsburgh is not, 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 not in the top three or four. I don't necessarily know that I agree with that because they have this man on their team Crosby. named Crosby. They can't keep riding him forever. Eventually he's going to stop. 
they're definitely making the playoffs, right? He like I, we could that for years, and Crosby has yet to stop. And then right below him, Malkin's just like, oh, I'm just gonna low-key get more like like four less goals than him, but also <laughs> beat wholesale ass. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm not, I'm not willing to give up on the Penguins, like cracking that top three, especially over the the Rangers. I think everyone is putting the Rangers above the Devils just because of goaltending. And Snyder's didn't do much last season. He didn't have to work that hard. He's just recovered the entire season. And I think Mackenzie Blackwood will definitely be a better goaltender than Lundqvist next year because Lundqvist is one year older. Mm-hmm. So. Take that and for what it is. Great. But to be honest, towards the end of the season, I thought Blackwood looked really, really good. Yeah. So I, I mean, that's the complaint with the Devils. Like, oh, they're good, but like New York's gonna be better because they're goaltending. I was like, mm. well, then the Flyers are just be goal. The yeah. Best it wasn't just goaltending in New York where they were. <laughs> I mean, if you're just judging it off that, then the Flyers are gonna be the best team in the division. That's yeah. <laughs> That'll be the day. You know what I mean? Like it's ridiculous. It doesn't make any sense. I get it. People don't trust Blackwood, but I think he's gonna be good. I think Snyder's gonna be healthy, and uh, Lundquist is like 175 years old. He's like the same age as Moses. So <laughs> I'm sure Moses looks him up in the yearbook. Try to get an autograph. As much as uh, as much as I hate the Rangers, Lundquist though is. An absolute tank. Easily. Yeah. Is what time is it? Seven past seven past one. <laughs> is it I a tank? Know, because I, I will remind you of one thing because we're gonna talk about in this Henrik, it's over. How did he miss that? If he's a tank, you don't miss that. For the Stanley Cup, you don't miss that goal. <laughs> Probably <Tony> Hawk. <laughs> I have no argument because I hate the Rangers. <laughs> You're like, well, we won, so fuck it. <laughs> All right, so uh, let's 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 get into a little bit of the Flyers Devils dagger, right? Oh, oh here we go. <laughs> so let's here. start it off. I didn't know about this, but you sent me a fight of Stevens versus Lindros. I did. I did. That's the only thing I'm holding on to. <laughs> it's a 1993 fight where Eric Lindros actually beat the shit out of Scott Stevens. <laughs> he caught Stevens. Stevens couldn't get his glove off, and he worked him. He yep. beat the shit out of him. <laughs> uh, so I don't think I've seen this, and I'm pulling it up on YouTube right now. <laughs> oh, my God. It's, it's wonderful. It's, it's wonderful. It's, it's pretty bad, but, like... If you think about it in the long run, not as bad. <laughs> no, that's all their incidents. I want to see the specific fight. <laughs> <laughs> we should pull that up. All right, so while he's looking that up, we'll talk about the obvious. Yeah. 94, 95, right, game five. <sighs> You're going to bring up Hextall, aren't you? <laughs> oh, hell yeah, I'm bringing up Hextall. Oh, me you. Hits a weak slapper <laughs> from like basically the blue line, like right above the red circle. Hextall gets lost with 60 seconds left in the game. I think it was like 30. it may have been 60 or 30. I can't remember. 
The devils go up and tie. Dude, why would they hire him as a coach after that? That's the actual answer. (laughs) It's the way it goes sometimes. Like, strange things happen in hockey games. I don't think it's something that, like, a million times, this is just the one time it happened to catch him. Well, shit, yeah, it was was horrible. We don't understand the weird things that happen sometimes. No. (laughs) Definitely not in the playoffs. (laughs) Like. I mean, I know a lot of that is Brodeur, but Ron Hextall was a beast. Yeah, he a was a great, great goaltender. How Terrible general like... manager, but great goaltender. <laughs> yeah, shitty manager, great goaltender. How did he let that in? I mean, that was a weak shot. They had, like, two shots on Brodeur. He brought blocked both. Conomy went up and hit a knee-clap bomb for a rebound. And Hextall was <laughs> oh, I got lost. <laughs> I don't. It's I don't know. Without actually being, I like I I couldn't even know. It's, it's just Sturgeon. one of those things. <laughs> Sean, how do you feel yeah. about uh, Lemieux putting one past Hextall at ninety five? I mean, granted, I was three years old in the time, so I didn't get to experience it uh, like live or anything. But watching it back, yeah, like it's. It's one of those things, yeah, like, how, how do you, like, this is a NHL goaltender, right? <laughs> <laughs> like, hold on. Not only an NHL goaltender, but one of the ones for the Vienza. Like, Ron Axtall is really good. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, you know, I guess it happens, though, you know? Like, I don't know, like, I've never played goalie personally, but, I mean... Who knows, man? I guess trying to give the player the benefit of the doubt, but I feel like maybe it sometimes... It happens with 60 seconds less left? That's, yeah. that's when it happens? Yeah, no. <laughs> Poor you timing. Know, I might just stop playing goaltender. The only time I fuck up is when there's 60 seconds left. And I did watch the fight. I will say, I'll give it to Lindros, but also giving he a little him. respect towards Stevens. He took some major hits there and did not even like buckle a little bit. All right, so and bang with him. Yeah, so if you want to watch a good, like I think Lindros jumped him, but I'm not gonna have that argument because there's a lot of Devils wins in this feud. <laughs> but uh, Stevens versus Probert, they go hand to hand, and uh, those are grown ass men. Let's just say that <laughs> it's pretty good. All right, let's talk about 1999-2000. Devils collapse at the end of the season. Hey, man, this this Devils lineup was stacked, dude. Yeah. I mean, you got Craig Berube, Brian Boucher, Simone Gagne, Keith Primo, Rick Tockett. They were freaking unstoppable. We were, but then we lost 10 games going into the <laughs> so that sounds like a locker room collapse to me. Yeah, it, it was. Definitely a collapse. I mean, they came back and put the ass whipping on, but you know. Yeah. <laughs> but it's... I have to talk about the fact that the Flyers made the playoffs. They weren't even supposed to make the playoffs. Devils lost ten games. They snuck in, and uh, you know, Scott Stevens. 
<laughs> He's just going to keep going back to Scott Stevens. <laughs> right, I have to drag it out. Come on. It's probably the most... It's maybe the the biggest hit the NHL's ever had and made the most money off of is that Stephen Wood. <laughs> he hit him so hard, he knocked his own player down. <laughs> you could talk so, about Keith Primo's five yeah. overtime game winner of that same playoffs, though. That was that was pretty sick. I mean, we could talk about that, that, but they lost, and Stevens <laughs> killed a <the> guy. <laughs> Doubles won the cup. <laughs> So he murdered him. I mean, we could. <laughs> we could talk about that. Look, I just I got to defend a little bit here. There's no defense. Lindros got killed. <laughs> yeah, Lindros got murdered. Body bag and everything. <laughs> you guys want to see a dead body? Um, <laughs> oh, you killed a man's I, world. I give you the redemption because I did put this on the redemption. From 2000 to 2010, Devils got their ass whipped in the playoffs. Yeah. Yes, they did. <laughs> like, it wasn't even close. Uh, yeah, there was a, like, yeah, we couldn't even get out of the first round. <laughs> I mean, after we won the Cup in 03, that was like ass whipping city. Yeah. <laughs> players. In your so, defense, we did have Donald Brashear. Donald Brashear hits hard, too. <laughs> it was so dirty. He had Mike Comrie. The only reason I remember Mike Comrie is because I was jealous because he married Hillary Duff, and I, that was like my grade school crush, and I always hated him after that. I think you guys are just lucky that like Stevens retired it in 03. I mean, we are, <laughs> for <the> sure. <laughs> <laughs> nah, but just... you got it. This was Patrick Sharp's, I think, rookie season, who he is now retired. Patrick Sharp is. Um, Justin Williams. He played. He played for the Flyers during the season. Thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, in, in 04, you guys smoked the Devils. It was like four yeah. or something. Like it wasn't even close. Like even if Stevens, well, I say that, but like also, I'm like, if Stevens was there, he would have hit the right person and then made yeah. a changing moment. <laughs> it would have been again like seven game series. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that would have um, been bad. Nah, I'm just, I'm just kidding. Uh, yeah, no, I did beat them there. You want to talk about the 2010 series? <laughs> I, Something that still notes, haunts me to this day. Notes, I have this labeled Flyers Playoff Revenge. It haunts me to this day. This series. This whole playoffs haunts me to this day. Because we got so close. So close. Only to have it taken away at the last second. So... I'm sorry, but I remember being on prom weekend when the final game won and the Blackhawks won, and I was in Wildwood, which is mainly Flyers country. And yeah, I just I'm right, it is. I lived in Kansas. Just going, yeah! I'm really sorry. Yeah, no, it was close. Definitely close. Yeah, it was so close. And there were so <laughs> many good players on this team, too. You had Aaron Asham and Riley Cote just freaking destroying people. You had Ray Emery in the net, rest in peace. Uh, Danny Briere, Jeff Carter, Chris Pronger, Hall of Famer. Uh, Claude Giroux, obviously. Kimo Timonen, How Mike Richards. How is Pronger a Hall of Famer? Like, uh, of I think it's because he <laughs> developed that player safety thing, man. He, he took a pretty disgusting hit. So you get to be a Hall of Famer because you skated with your hate, 
uh, your yeah, head down. But he yeah, put I, up good stats yeah. before that. He put up good stats. I don't know if it was necessarily Hall of Fame stuff, but I mean, without him, you want to have the player safe. All right. So here's the actual debate: is like Elias might not make the Hall of Fame, even though he's a lifetime Devils and has more goals than Datsuk. But Datsuk's gonna make the Hall of Fame because he played for the Red Wings. Exactly. And Chris Pronger makes the Hall of Fame because he created the Player Safety Council. It's <laughs> <laughs> called bullshit on that. Elias is a better player than both of them. <laughs> I, 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 I love Elias, but yeah, I guess there's the part like. Where you're like, I don't know, I don't, I never remember playing on the ice and seeing anyone be like, look at me, I'm Patrick Eliash, but everybody's like, oh, Datsuk? Like, you know. <laughs> Which is fine, but he didn't score as many goals as Eliash, and he only played like four years less than Eliash. It's not even yeah. close. Like, if you look at their season totals, Eliash is a way better fucking player. But you guys gotta look at it this way. You guys also had Eliash <laughs> Kovalchuk. This is, this is when Kovalchuk was with you guys. Shit. <laughs> I love Kovalchuk. Nuts. <laughs> nuts. Give <Argument> there. <laughs> I will never say a bad thing about Ilya Kovalchuk. I will say a lot of bad things about Ilya Kovalchuk. <laughs> <laughs> but I love him. <laughs> Regardless. So, uh, uh, so let's, let's, let's move in. All right. So we're going to talk about some very sad times for the Flyers. Yeah. We went straight to 2010, but I got some 06, 07 moments for you. Uh, thank you for dredging this up. <laughs> you thought I was going to forget, didn't you? <laughs> My goal is for you to not sleep tonight. I, I, I did. <laughs> Broder, 500th career win. Yeah. Flyers fans <laughs> boo. PA doesn't announce. <laughs> Stay classy, Philadelphia. <laughs> <laughs> let me let me put it to you like this we are the same city that put gritty as a mascot <laughs> it's true do you think we're that classy oh we're not done yet oh nine <laughs> 100th regular season shutout no PA announcement and <laughs> booed stay classy Philadelphia <laughs> we're about as classy as it gets honestly <laughs> I could not think of a classier move than to not do that. I mean, I, now we're going straight to it, right? Look, like we're a salty city, all right? We're salty. 2012 Eastern Conference Finals, or Eastern, Eastern Conference Finals. All right, so from, like, because the Devils fan, we're going to pop for this. We went to the Cup, right? So as a Flyers fan, what was your reaction to – Patrick Eliot giving you guys the hard fucking dick. <laughs> well, it hurts like any other loss. Honestly, it's uh, yeah, you know, they just they had to go back to the locker room. They got to regroup, get back to training. It was that was, that was horrible. It was so horrible. Patty, I will stop. Did, did I stopped Patty hit a short handy in that, right? Didn't Patrick Eliot score shorthanded in that series? He did. He did. That's the thing. Like you're a pow- you're you're a power play unit. You're designed to kill penalties and stunts, and you let in a shorthanded goal off of somebody who should have been retired already. Uh, like I get so frustrated talking about. He was still better was... than Giroux during that time period. Yeah, he was. He never got bad. Wasn't the nail in the coffin uh, 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 overtime goal scored by uh, Ponikarovsky? It was. It very much was. 
Like who? Overtime goals <laughs> will kill the Flyers every time. But, hey, I'll make you feel better about it. The Devils did proceed on, I think, game seven against the Rangers, and that's Henrik. It's, it's over. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is a great moment. They lost. Murder was banged up. They didn't have a backup goaltender. played And they got a shitty penalty for five minutes off some old bullshit. Uh, <laughs> try not to be biased, but <laughs> some old bullshit. It's hard not to be. That was a, that was a major lapse in discipline. I can't oh. believe – I couldn't believe that he hit him so hard like that because that was, too, when they were really trying to push, like, the noon zero tolerance policy for that yeah. kind of stuff. So, yeah, he just got lit up for it. And I feel like that should have become, like, the poster boy. It's terrible. Yeah, that's – that's it's not good. <laughs> I'm not but bouncing that, but back that was you guys, too. right? You're not oh. here to bounce back on the mic? No, no I'm not here to bounce just making sure. Yeah. Uh, if you really want to talk about, uh, really want to talk about discussing the beginning of the season last year, uh, the Flyers were not great, man. <laughs> we were in dead last for a good minute. Um, and that was before we uh, we put Carter Hart in that. And then once you put Carter Hart in the net, some it started working and stuff. And we got close to the playoffs, but we never quite, never quite nope. made it over the hump. I hope Brodeur stabs him when he's like walking to the locker room. <laughs> it just does a run by. <laughs> just stabs just him real run, quick. Run by shanks him like twice. <laughs> he's like, ah. You're going nowhere. <laughs> oh, man. Like, that's the one thing I have to look forward to. It's just the fact that we have a consistent goalie for once. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't need, I don't need Connor Hart being good next year. I just don't He's going that. to, man. The kid's a stud. I'm, it's anxiously, I'm anxiously uh, optimistic about it. I, uh, I'm anxiously optimistic about Jack Hughes doing between leg tucks all over him. Let's go, let's go Devs. <laughs> That's going to be sick to see that kid play. Yeah, he's going to be nuts. Yeah. And uh, I guess touching on, I don't know if you had it mentioned, but touching, I guess, on a rivalry in a way, uh, who won, Heesher or Patrick? I think we won. Yeah, I, I can concede that to you guys. Nico? I, Nico's done really well. That's going to be a hard one because they're both very average players in a very average draft. It's not like Jack Hughes or Connor McDavid or yeah. Austin Matthews. That one, That's going to be like who won overall and who is a longer player. And they're both second-line players, in my opinion. Yeah. Like, Jack Eichel's not fucking Connor McDavid. No, he's not. And people always compare the two, and I'm like, no, they have really different styles of playing, honestly. And Michael plays for the Sabres, and the Sabres are shit. <laughs> and honestly, Connor McDavid plays for the Oilers, and the Oilers are shit. Yeah, but Connor McDavid doesn't care, and he scores like no. 175,000 goals. Exactly. He's so relaxed, too. It's not like he's even trying. Dude, if I was a goalie and I saw Connor McDavid skating at me, I would just throw my stick at his face. <laughs> <laughs> just fucking last resort. God, that reminds me of the, uh, I think it was the uh, Junior Cup Finals last year where we lost to Can- USA, lost to Canada. 
And like right at the end, the goalie threw a stick in celebration and it hit some kid in the face. It was the greatest. Like, can you imagine losing and getting hit in the face with a goalie stick? That I must mean, be the worst. Serves. He's probably a fucking Maple Leaf fan. <laughs> it's just like God, dude. That had to hurt on two different levels. <laughs> All right, so we. I mean, we pretty much finished it up. I think that we've gotten through everything that we would have like talked about and gotten through, and uh, as I've gotten through a lot. First show, mm-hmm. give me a break. <laughs> I, I, I mean, hey, two hours, two hours for a first show is not bad at all. Yeah, well, most shows are like thirty minutes and stuff. I think we're doing okay. Um, predictions, just bold. Devils will win the conference <laughs> finals this year. They will. I will say the Devils will win a couple of games this season. <laughs> that is a bold prediction. All right, here's a bold prediction for all you Rangers fans out there. Kako is not as good as Jack Hughes, and if you think he is. I'm sorry, you're wrong. But I, I also, I, I have another piece of uh, factual information for the Rangers lamp. Marin's gonna light it up no matter what because that's what he does. So you have that to look forward to. Do I think you have enough to get to the postseason? Uh, not really. But he's gonna light it up. I think Kako. I think Kako will score a good amount of goals just because he's been playing against men overseas. Oh, don't be that you know, guy. Come on. It's true. I mean, hey, I you you know the I mean, Jack Hughes looked good in the in the worlds. But I mean, you know, Kyle's more goals than Phil Castle. He's not going to be better. Are you kidding me? He's going to be he's going to be good. He's going to be way better than Kako. <laughs> I can almost bet my life <laughs> like he's going to be way better. You know oh, they're yeah. gonna personally blame I you think, when he breaks his life the first game. Well, I think he's in the long. I think he's like the better player in the long run. Like right, I think Jack Hughes has the potential to be the franchise guy. He be the yeah. face. Like he's definitely gonna show, but maybe like right away in terms of production, I think Hughes might have like a good year, but not a great year. Where Kako might put up more goals than him this season. So who's and, passing to to Kako though? On their team, who's passing to him? Uh, he, we're we have to figure it out. I don't know. I mean, I that's their team. They'll have to figure it out. But <laughs> like, it, it, Jack Hughes has Taylor Hall. <laughs> this is not a New York not Rangers podcast. <laughs> Did you see? You saw Kako at Worlds, right? The dude went coast to coast. He didn't need nobody to pass it to him, and then he yeah, finished it. Golden, and it's not a good Valeski, <laughs> I know. I'm I'm trying to be fair a little bit. I mean, you know, I'm not I, like I'm not trying to say Kako's going to be better than our guy, but you know, he no, is going to be. I'm bearing specifically our fans that say they should have drafted Kako because, like, you're basing it off that, and like Jack Hughes broke multiple records. Yeah, yeah, no, I definitely don't think we should have picked Kako over Hughes. <laughs> definitely not. No. I'm sure, I'm sure Kako will be a great player. <laughs> like, you know, I mean, but he's a he's a ranger, so I'm going to always hate him. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, like, I, I just – I don't get that at all. I don't get the fans that are like, yeah, it's bad traffic. Who did, who did the Flyers pick, by the way? So, again, uh, shit, hang on. I got to look it up. 
Five months ago. That's uh, all you need to know right there. I close my notes. <laughs> so good to be a Devils fan. <laughs> I thought it was one. With our pick, with our picks too, it's like our two first round picks, well, two first overall picks, our direct rivals picked second both times. Yeah, like, well, we don't. They also didn't get PK Subban on their defense. Yeah, we we got Cam York. I mean, but I don't know enough about him to know whether or not he's going to make much of a difference. Honestly, I'm excited for Gustav though. To be honest, the more we think, I think about it. Yeah, Gustav is nasty, see dude. I would love he to see. so him. nasty on ice. The the I will post this up for all of the people listening to this after on Geek Vibes. The Gusev backhand shootout goal is one of the nastiest things I've ever seen. It's not like uh, um, Michael Grabner. What's like Grabowski that used to do the spinorama goal on shootout before NHL eliminated it. I thought Kane was really famous for the spinorama, too. Yeah, it's not like that. He spinoramas and then does a flared leg kick, and he's like, yeah, you suck. <laughs> and goes top corner. <laughs> it's ridiculous. I hope yeah, the Flyers got a lot of weird-sounding players. Like, they don't sound like real names. We got Bobby Brink, Mason Millman, Roddy Ross. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like some seventies ass players, man. Yeah. I mean, we got we got a little bit of time. We can, we can we can shoot through some rosters real quick. It's a bunch of guys in the witness protection program. <laughs> Bobby Brink. That one's definitely <laughs> he definitely robs banks in the off time. Every, everyone on the doubles I know, so <laughs> like <laughs> him and Roddy Ross, Bobby Brink. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, we don't really. We don't really have anyone that I know of note. All right, guys. Well, let's wrap this up. We're talking about terrible, terrible things. And uh, it's running long. And you guys are still listening, so that's crazy. But uh, let's do this. Favorite hockey moment. Go. Uh, Easy. It's got it. It's the miracle on ice, man. So cliche, but so true. Makes me feel more American every time I watch it. Uh, I might have to second you on that because if I had a dollar for every time I've watched Miracle, I'd, I'd exactly. Well, just like this podcast, Henrik, it's over. 